0: the network for the AV industry.
1: What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by
0: Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support. A state, of control. a state of control.
1: Welcome to a state of control, an avi Nation podcast that highlights the control, programming, and automation aspects of the audiovisual industry. My name is Steve Greenblatt. I'm your host. Thanks for joining us today. And this is a little bit different for us. We're here live at ISE 2023. And I have to first say hello to my co host and my partner here at a State of Control, none other than Rich Fergosa.
0: Well, we're in meat space, right? Oh, yeah, I we never. talked it. We'll use the technical term. So, mellow Barcelona greetings That's <laughs> from, right. That's from, right. from, from, from our Catalan province. So, now it's good to be here. It's good to have a, a time. I have been uh, running around quite a bit for Aviation, doing coverage for the show. So, this is my first chance to sit down all day. And what better way to sit down and, and uh, talk with these chaps that I got in front of me?
1: And uh, with us today uh, on our show is Chris Dietrich He is a product manager from Atlas IED. welcome Chris. Right, thank you. Nice to be here. Thanks for being with us yeah. so um, we're here at ISE 2023. It's great that we have the opportunity to be in the influencer lounge. it's great for them to give us this uh, this great space for us to record and um, while we why we're here is because the AV industry has really been advancing, Trade shows seem to be back. There's been a lot of crowds. Very busy few days. We're not really going to focus on the show, but I think we're going to talk about the importance of being at trade shows and why, um, from a software perspective, from a programmer's perspective, why trade shows are are really uh, something that should be thought through and and how manufacturers need these opportunities to meet with people like like us, like Definitely. the other attendees. So. Yeah. Um, Rich, Rich has been moving around, as he mentioned, talking to a whole bunch of manufacturers. So, so Rich, what are some of the things that you've heard um, at the show? And what, what are some of the trends that are important to programmers? Well, you know, the
0: first thing that I've noticed is that the crowds are back. Uh, you know, it's the first time in, you know, three years where I'm walking through, uh, you know, a hallway and it is shoulder to shoulder and you're working through it. You know, you kind of have that knee jerk reaction of like, do I need to mask up again before I go through? I mean, so it's it's the feel of the big trade show again. But you still have a, a little bit of that PSD, uh, you know, of, of, of the the uh, PTSD, PTSD <laughs> of, yeah. of like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm in this giant crowd of people again. Um, but the. The overall show itself, I mean, everything's light. I mean, software's everywhere. Every booth that I've gone to has their own tool. That's probably the biggest thing that I've noticed is that they are all purpose-driven tools per manufacturer, which is, again, opening up that can of worms. Uh, you know, I've, I've gone to several manufacturers, which it makes sense because, you know, manufacturers are determining that because of the hybrid world, Um, It isn't necessarily about partnering with a speaker manufacturer or an amplifier manufacturer or a display manufacturer. It's about partnering with a soft codec. It's about their partnerships with Zoom, with Teams, with BlueJeans. And so there's been a shift in what I've seen on the floor where before... You know, you would see a lot about the third-party development would be the biggest advertisement. Now, the advertisements, or at least what they're presenting, is how they are looking to more tightly ingrain with a lot of the the UC systems there. But it does; they still don't answer some of the bigger questions when you get beyond kind of the sandbox that they've drawn. So it's it's interesting in that. I see a lot of things moving in the right direction in that, uh, you know, some of the manufacturers are saying, hey, you know, we do have instances in um, a front row situation where we can go ahead and use our tool. We have our own dedicated device, and maybe it's a web page interface or a purpose-built interface that we've got on a touchscreen, and we're going to use that um, to work. And some of it's phenomenal stuff, but a lot of it... <laughs> looked like it was the engineering team that put it together and not necessarily the user experience team that put it together. So it's almost like the early generation of our touch panels that I'm seeing just a little bit sleeker. but it's a, it's an interesting move in the right direction because I, I, we are seeing, and we've said it for quite some time about software eating the world. You know, it's no longer about the knobs and, you know, flipping the switches and the LEDs. Now it's becoming about widgets. It's becoming about extensions. It's becoming about, you know, hookins to Google or edge, or, you know, how do these show up with the codecs with a USB-C interface? Um, so that's been the, the interesting part for me. And, uh, you know, I, it's like everything else we've talked about, right? I see it as opportunity. I think that it's like anything else. It is. It starts the okay but conversation. It's like, you've got a tool. It's fantastic. Okay. But what about this? And so I think manufacturers are figuring it out too, which is we have to be able to present something for our users. Not, con- it, We can't consider that they'll have the budget for a third-party control system. So they're looking at us, and so we need to be able to provide something at least for that first step to say, we'll get you from point A to point B. Um, and so, you know, I, I think that that's where I'm seeing is that it may even help us because at that point they're saying, hey, look, if you do want to take it to the next level, then you've got to go down that road, uh, which is a perfect segue. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's for a manufacturer developer. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, I, I've said it a few times over the last couple of days, which is take away, the, take away all the stuff. the the outputs the displays the the audio the the amplifier all that stuff as a software person like what can I do that's all I care about can I do this can I do that can I what I don't care about like if I bought that exact widget or if that what did the thing for me but as you know defining a product doing a product development product manager when I think about how I'm going to design something going forward I've been thinking about it a lot and Uh, I think that, um, when you have, you know, I want a widget that does teams or I want a widget that does zoom, or I want a widget that, uh, integrates with X. And instead of coming from the bottom up, I guess, is a way to say it, you come from coming from the top down and just saying, this is how we want to define a product. This is how we want to release an API document out. These are the things that we, people want to do. And then you can figure out all of the manufacturer stuff, you know? Well, you're bringing up an
0: interesting point, and, and um, one of the things that we want to say with, with, with Chris, I guess we need to properly introduce him. <laughs> yeah. which is, we're just jumping right in. Yeah. That's
1: what we always do. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, first, we have to yeah. define the term API, if you, you would, if you wouldn't mind, only because... That's one of the aviation rules. Oh, really? So an API, if it's an acronym, interface. you guys sell it, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So kind of the right, language that right. a product talks right. to other things. Right, right, right. So which is great. But so, so you know, tell us a little bit yeah, so, about so, your background sorry, I, I, no, and go, no, oh, this is conversation. <laughs> this is the way we do it. Yeah so, yeah,
2: so I'm a product manager. I did software for, for Atlas IED from 2004 to 2018. Uh, 2019 beginning of 2019 I uh, uh, became a product manager for the company we didn't have a product management team at the time learned, learned how to kind of define stuff COVID hit so the kind of the last four years now uh, it's been um, we have a small de- product development team of three people and whereas we had nothing before and we're trying to, to give some boundaries around a growing you know uh, from a uh, traditionally ma- manufacturer who just kind of, I remember when I started they actually had the hardware engineers do the software and it was as Yeesh. you would express expect, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it would and, and, so, and so to start to put some, some definition around what, what you have to do I mean as an engineer you can appreciate it more because otherwise you're just off in, in nowhere land and not knowing if I mean I had a, you know i've developed several products where i i i from a software point of view from an engineering point of view developed a product was told this was the product people were going to buy this did it and then no no one bought it and then <laughs> i didn't know if i was doing the right thing or if it was my fault or any, any of that stuff and so i kind of as time went on i got a kind of a broader picture of of the market and uh, what it takes to go to market and, and stuff like that and eventually became uh, product management, and it's really helped me in this job.
0: And it's an interesting thing from from the, you know, I've had, today I've I've had the opportunity to interview a lot of product managers, and it's interesting because it's, it is a term that can mean a lot of different things based on what you're working on, where you're working. When you're bringing out a product or where you're refining a product because, you know, you're straddling both worlds. Are you finding right now that it's, we need a soft solution first that we present that the hardware then fills in the gap, or do you find that the call is, we still need that box, and now we need the software layer in between? Because uh, from a manufacturing standpoint, that's always the challenge, right? right? Because you've got your your customers, our dealers, right. who we work with, right. who are saying, we want something, but... That's always the conflict, which yep. is like, what do we give you, and we can't
2: necessarily charge for it. Right, but you're expecting it. Uh, that, I mean, manufacturer uh, people, you know, I've heard uh, we we have an internal conflict. Like, and every I'm sure every manufacturer has the same internal conflict. You see, you see um, Netflix or whatever it is, charging them, you know whatever a month and you know, being really successful. And, and I think that like when you when you say, I had, I had a senior software engineer tell me uh, about a month or two ago that every company is a software company; they just don't realize it yet. And so I'm, I've kind of thought about it on and off, you know, since then. Every, every, you know, and what, what he meant by that, and I think it's, um, I think it, what it means is the push is there. I mean, supply chains even increase that issue, right? I uh, look at uh, Dante, automate Dante. I mean, they're you know software. They're pushing the software, and you know, I, that's what I want to do. I don't want to have to be dependent on something. You know, when I as a developer, I want to go in, sit down, make sure the thing works before getting. I'm going to sit down in a coffee shop. I don't want to sit down in a equipment room and and encode it. You know.
1: So it's it's funny because the 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 average control system programmer usually programming comes last. Yes. So it's really encouraging and it's a, and I think a lot of people will find it very invigorating to hear that software drives products yes. rather than the system makes is designed and then you yeah. program it to do something.
2: Yeah. And that, that's what I was trying, at the very beginning of, I've been thinking about that the last probably last week or two about how how to define a, I have to define a next generation ecosystem of some sort. How to define all of the things. It's almost impossible. But when you start saying, I want to do X, Y, and Z, and and from a product point of view, it kind of flows in. Uh, Yeah, it'll need, you'll need a, uh, you will need some sort of, uh, to define some sort of XLR. And if if I have two of them or 20 of them or, or whatever, at that point, sure. But from a software point of view, I don't really care. I, I just want, I just have, you know, for I equals one to uh, X, right, or whatever. And that's really what, I, I, way I approached, you know, approached it in my head.
1: You mentioned before about products that you developed yeah. that weren't necessarily well received. Yeah. From, from our standpoint, and I'm sure you've, yeah. you've experienced this, you have to do that at least minimally viable product yes, approach yes, and then definitely. iterate right. you know and that's something that we're still getting used to right, right. in the Navy control programming right. world that's right um, any advice as to how to go about doing that approaching that how did you handle that when that happened and what, did, what changes did you make the next time I
2: mean that's one reason why I'm here is going straight to the customer and so when you uh, when I sit there and I watch someone play with a, uh, a device of some sort and are there, what are the commonalities of the questions they're asking? Oh, they're all asking about, uh, can I have this? Well, that's probably not, a, that's probably part of the MVP. Whereas maybe one guy asked it because he has this one job in a hotel somewhere. That, that, put that on the to-do list. And that's kind of how I, I'm, I'm approaching the problem, at uh, at least structurally so that uh, I can have some sort of MVP when I come out of all this.
1: So a lot of listening, coming up with an idea. Listening,
2: coming up with an idea, and then having something that's different is, I think, a big key. I mean, you can't, I think a lot of engineers, and this is what I'm learning now, right? I was in engineering for years and doing product now. The engineers don't get exposed to the marketing and the, the sales side as much. And so to have this exposure and to see exactly like how people are selling it and to see how uh, how it kind of fits in context with everything else. Uh, is this really what the person that was developing it thought that they were doing? You know, there's a disconnect there. And so now I'm uh, learning this, learning some of that stuff, you know.
1: It's encouraging yeah, yeah. Uh, rich uh, you know how, how could we apply this to the
0: world world? <laughs> well you know that's the the question i'm going to lead in and actually i'm going to i'm going to toot your heart right now <laughs> on this one so uh we're seeing manufacturers are are finding out that we need to partner we need to create yes. tools to be able to work with third-party manufacturers uh with third-party control systems the problem though is that Right now, like you were talking about, resources aren't always there to be able to execute everything necessary. And so, companies like Control Concepts just (laughs) announced today that they became an official QSIS partner, a development partner, uh, along with our good friend Ollie Hall over at Ultimation. Um, And, you know, and really, this is the question because, again, it's great to have a a manufacturer representative on board. how do you find bridging that gap when you do have the control systems out there and Atlas has great relationships with a lot of the control manufacturers along with your own ecosystem um Partnering and how, how, you know, again, how does it become a a matter of how do you deal with it from a product development standpoint? Going, okay, we've got to deal with our own APIs, we've got to deal with our own control interface. What do we have to do when we get a request from them saying, oh, by the way, we've got 15 touch panels in this combined space already, and we've got this university or something that's already been outfitted for X number of years? You know, how,
1: because from it's the control system really
0: programming hard. standpoint, it's right, it's like, okay, well, you call you companies work. in like ours, right, okay. and you've got companies who do one-offs, you know, I I, I dip my foot in both sides on the resi in the commercial space, um, you know, resi has a whole different list of demands, but commercial, you know, you're talking, I know, especially with Atlas, you've got, you know, possibly an airport. You've got, uh, you know, <laughs> universities, you've got school systems, you've got K-12, you've got uh, transportation hubs, you know, all, I mean, you're across no. so many different
2: verticals. Uh, um, it's, it's, so I started in the airport stuff. I, I, I started on the IED banner and we have, you know, the transportation side of Atlas I D now is 80% of the U.S. market of airports and it is really hard to to separate that customized stuff out because you can walk into an airport and they say, even, even airport to airport, they say, no airport. When you've seen one airport, you've seen one airport. (laughs) 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 What's the great thing about standards? There's so many to choose from. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) So, that's that's our struggle now is trying to standardize and have a good kind of base of product line but yet still maintain that customization and that thing where you walk into some place they
1: may have something built
2: 40 years ago how does it how do you work with it
1: well, people say to us all the time, it's a typical boardroom. It's a yeah.
2: typical, typical home, right? Right, yeah. right exactly.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah this will be easy
0: for you. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, so one of the things that we're, we try to advocate for, and we talk about a lot on the show, is mm-hmm. is you know really we have to grow up as an industry a little bit. Yes. And we need to start to adopt more modern software development practices. Absolutely. We, we need to look at things beyond just our four walls. Yes. Um, is that something yeah. that you can speak to for our audience and and help help them. I, I, so I, I started out,
2: uh, in 2004 and our system was based on DOS. So (laughs) I understand that we've both been, we've both (laughs) been there. I understand how that, I understand how that, how to, even at the, even at that time that was old. So how to, how to push that envelope a little bit. And when you have kind of a traditionally don't want to say it negatively because it, traditional audio 70s hi-fi guys or whatever he would say like when when you're trying to get those people kind of look I I uh, this is this is not uh, this this may work a bunch of buttons and knobs and like a little tweak here and a tweak there but today and with IT uh, somebody if somebody has to do that they'll just walk away and and it's 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 a struggle uh, to, so to speak to it as far as like the way I'm trying to push it or, or what I'm trying to do uh, I know that there's not a lot of stuff I don't understand and I know that we are not Google but I want to try to at least try and and push things a little bit more on uh, what whatever the trend is so I encourage encouraging our teams to have a uh, up-to-date knowledge on on cloud-based stuff or uh, whatever whatever they see out there, and to not just say, "Okay, this is something that I do on my phone," or "This is something I do uh, on my laptop." This is something I could apply to actual like a product that we that we make. Um, don't really. I've had some success uh, but it, it's and, and I think it will be for a long time it'll be a, it'll be a battle uh, until we until uh, like you said the industry grows up a bit and we we start saying oh, wow this is you know this is what what people uh, IT world AV, like there's different expectations and um, once we can kind of rise to those expectations I think that that's when there'll be some kind of uh, what synergy? The synergy—it's right, 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 happening right, exactly. Right, right, we've right. talked about it yeah, so yeah. many times. Or the yeah. convergence? Right? Convergence? Yeah, yeah. Convergence. You know, where where someone off the street, layman, can come off the street and 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 know how to maybe program a powerful system, maybe not all the bits and pieces of it, but something you know very basic. And and, and some of the products we've show, you know we have at our here, like Atmosphere, that those kind of those kind of concepts have tried to try to be true to those you know
1: sure well you mentioned rich earlier that you were seeing more trends in software so what are some some of those that may we we can grab hold of that that you know could be a good point that that uh, programmers can maybe provide value to the industry outside of what we're already doing
0: a big part of the opportunity, I think, is that it's, it's easy to get discouraged thinking, oh, the manufacturer's doing it now. There's no value for me. And it's not the case. It's, we've, we, we've talked about it so many times as we, we deal with that inferiority complex at times where it's like, okay, well, you know, we, we have a hard time as a collective, as, a, as the programmers, of saying, no, we bring value to the party. We're getting from point A to point B because manufacturers, their resources, they're limited. There's only so much they, they can do with the product. It's not that they, you don't want no. to push the product out to be that Swiss Army knife. It's just there's so many hours, so many people, That's and right. you got to get that thing out the door. And I think that for programmers, sometimes it's just perspective, right? Because God forbid that manufacturers put information on, on their spec that sheets... Is- <laughs> <laughs> that don't necessarily uh, really occur uh, in the real world. Right. Right. Um, so, a big part of, you know, for our audience of, of the fellows who are out there is you need to be able to, sp- you need to know your product, you need to know their product. And, you know, we've talked about it constantly, which is, you know, you got to dog food it. You have to be able to pull up atmosphere stuff or what Vodio was doing with their new configuration tool or what Teams is doing with the next iteration of front row. You know, I saw a 31 by nine screen for the first time with dual displays. That's a challenge Mm -hmm. because now you're changing these spaces well, what if it stops being just a, two, a team's presentation? They go, oh, by the way, we still want to be able to PowerPoint. We still want to be able to have the c level suite meetings here. And for the oddest reason in the world, oh, by the way, can we still get CNN and CNBC and these other things? And they go, well, it's this wide, you know. So now you're starting to think about, okay, you know, micro tiles. You know, I mean, there there are so many opportunities in terms of. Video switching, video display technology, AV over IT, uh, you know, the manufacturers that I've worked with, they are getting the beauty of software is that it allows us to provide sophisticated solutions. The problem with software is we that is that we've got sophisticated solutions that make it difficult to be accessible unless you're the guy who likes clicking, 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 clicking. And so, um, you know, much like you know the Resi approach, and and really anything that we've we've ever voiced across mm-hmm. the, the the key is that simplicity isn't necessarily a require less effort. Simplicity requires more effort and becoming that value solution and and taking what they've jumped off of. And and I think what's nice and what I'm noticing more and more is that the manufacturers are willing to engage and they are willing to say, hey, okay, you know, we know we haven't taken it this far. Here's where we are with our API. You know, it. I'm seeing, and especially with some of the manufacturers, there's 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 much more. It's not this black magic where I mean, you and I have have signed so many NDAs in our careers in the past, right? Where where it was this yeah. where it was the secret sauce, right? Yes. It was like we were literally yes. had nuclear yes. codes in our hand, yes. which was that's basically that's how to turn side. something on and
1: off. Yep, <laughs> that's right. They never knew what we were gonna yeah. do with it. Why would you uh, need such a thing? I had this conversation today. Actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the first, literally, we used to have paper files right. because that you would you would covet. Yeah, you know, that would be your, your intellectual property was yeah. paper.
0: Yeah, it, well, it was. You know, you'd spend months negotiating yeah. with the manufacturer yeah. to literally just be able to turn something on and off. Yeah. You know, it was like state secrets at yes. that point. But then when you were those guys, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it but. And and that was it. It was it was an industry of scarcity, and I think that we are seeing, like you were talking about, that ability to grow and share. Uh, but as a business. You know, you have to be willing to spot those opportunities and work with them because yes. that is applying your craft to that point. And, and like I said, I commend you for what you're doing because, you know, you spotted that trend years ago and now you're starting to see that, you know, that, that blossom through, which was, you know, we've been at it 10 years talking, yeah. you know, not even more really, but I know 10 years aggressively having those conversations with manufacturers and with product managers over these specific
1: things. It, it, it's about trying to figure out where, where can you better the industry, right. but also who, who's responsible for this area mm-hmm. and specialize in it. And, and mm-hmm. then you can give that out so that other people can, can take it and run mm-hmm. with it. Um, one of the questions that I had as we, we start to wrap up is um, Atmosphere is a product yeah. that is very software upgradable. and i think that that's kind of new to people usually they say i need to put in a new product when this one is end of life or when 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 they want want the next greatest thing um that that's just a new new concept i think Um, you know talk a little bit about that and about um what power a manufacturer has in focusing on instead of sure. producing new hardware components, producing new software, because yeah. for some, it's just very hard to well, wrap your head around yeah, it. Yeah,
2: sure, well, it it um, it allows us for a lot of flexibility. I mean, when you, uh, as a programmer sometimes, uh, uh, when's it gonna be done, when's it gonna be done? And it never, it, it, it'll it never be done. So it allows us to release product earlier than in the cycle that maybe, as a typical engineering cycle you'd maybe want to, but then, the day of the trade show or whenever you want, you can upgrade it to the latest and greatest and say, this is what we've got today. And and the, the developer could have been working on it last night, you know? So <laughs> let's hope not, not, no, not, not that any of us yeah. have ever done that. Yeah, right, right. Right. Yeah. But, but it's, it's, that's great because what, what it does is it doesn't, it doesn't, and this is, doesn't put you in the slave. It didn't, it does not put you in the slave to the engineer. And, and so, that's really the, you know, the, the key for us is having, having the ability to upgrade as you, as you, uh, as you go, um, uh, the, uh, for atmosphere, for example, you know, we've released, uh, a new product, uh, with, uh, integrated amplifier for atmosphere, which c- comes with a new firmware. So the question is for atmosphere, do we want to release, uh, um, does the, does our existing atmosphere take the firmware upgrade? And the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so someone that's out there still can get all the new features without the amp- built in amplifier, but can uh, doesn't have to maybe strip it out or put in a new one. And that's something that on, on the
1: integrator side is hugely flexible. So. It's interesting because you know Apple does the same thing. You yeah, you sort of get a new phone. Even though you didn't get any new hardware, right? Yeah, what, what does that mean for, for our industry? Do you think? Because I think a lot of integrators are very hardware centric.
0: You know, I I I think the pandemic and the supply chain issues taught us a lot of what we can do. I, I, you and I have had this gripe in the past. I think that when we had this these riches, this embarrassment of riches of resources, we got kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because we, we always just expected there's more resources and more processors. It's new, it'll X, it'll Y, it'll Z. And then we found out that we couldn't get those. And I know for me, I had to get real creative and go, I've got a 10 year old processor sitting out there. I got to make what's there work now and go back to being creative. And, and we talked about it with the early days of, you know, even restaurant programming, you know, we used to program on IC chips mm-hmm. and we had only so many loads that we could get in <laughs> until I used to keep a little, a little, uh, a little tube of replacement EEPROM uh, chips. Yeah. Cause it was like, Same. you know, I, I and I, for me, I, not that we fortunately ever have to go back to that, scarcity of resources where we were literally fighting for every bite you know to get something running i think it was an opportunity to look at things differently to say you know what i can do a lot of things in a software world Mm -hmm. that as long as i've got minimum processing power to be able to execute and you know we're seeing it now i mean the, the supply chain has caused us to go to virtual processors mm-hmm. we've been talking about it forever but we're now starting to see these things come mm-hmm. out you know you could theoretically run a, you know a building off of you know a virtual server you don't necessarily have to be sitting there with silicon you could run it now would i trust it necessarily not yet but it doesn't mean it's not possible now and we're seeing some of the product out there you know which are Due to supply chain issues, the old boxes that we were used to seeing and had IR ports and COM ports and relays and everything else—it's a nook. Yeah, yep. <laughs> it's a nook, and we're saying, okay, well, gosh, I didn't need that stuff anymore because, thank God, we're not you know hand soldering DP twenty fives anymore. Um, but it—it's—it's. It's, Again, like we talked about, it's opportunity. You can look at it one of two ways, right? You can m- bemoan the facts that, oh, it's not like the way it used to be, and 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 the embarrassment of riches. so we can say, okay, we're moving into that new direction, uh, and it requires, like we've always said, building up your chops. You can't, you can't expect to do things the way you've always done them to keep you going forward in the ways you want to do them. Yes. You're 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 just you're gonna hit a wall fast.
2: Yes.
1: I think that's our lesson of the day. There we go. Uncle, Uncle Richie's <laughs> fireside chat made it all the way across. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, any, any, uh, closing thoughts? I mean, one, one thing that I think about is, or are we moving to a more software driven AV world?
2: Absolutely. Uh, I, uh, as a software guy, right. I, uh, and I didn't come from to, to the AV world from AV. I came to the IV world from software and. Uh, to have uh, to see kind of how it's matured and, and grown has been encouraging, even even to thus far, and and to see uh, and then to just yes <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the we, best way to do it we can do that. well
1: Chris th- thank you so much for being with us today the, this is Chris Dietrich from Atlas yeah. ID, Product Manager how can people get in touch with you learn more about Atlas ID, and also continue the conversation
2: um, we're here at, uh, here at the show uh, in Exhibit Hall 3 and uh, you can just uh, go onto our website it's atlasied.com uh, we're on all the social media platforms and everything
1: great and get in touch with you personally
2: uh, i'm also on social media if you want to get on linkedin or um just write me an email address it's chris.dietrich at atlasied.com
1: thanks appreciate that right. get ready for the flood uh, yeah <laughs> make sure you email chris yeah. he's got a lot a lot to share it's always great being in person with you. It you is. It's been, been a while. Awesome. I know. Yeah. We,
0: we, we, yeah. we we had a couple of hit and misses in between, but we made it.
1: We're going to get on this tour. That's Maybe exactly Maybe it's going to be aesthetic control on the road.
0: There we go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, coming at you. Different counties, right? It'll be like this. It'll, it'll, it'll be like uh, the... the uh, the furniture guys, but we'll just be the programmer guys. Right? Well, once,
1: once we hit 100 episodes, all bets are off. That's well, it. Our, yeah. <laughs> now we have to renew our contract. That's it. <laughs> How can people get in touch with you, Rich, and learn more about what you're up to?
0: Well, you can find me on the socials, obviously, uh, at Fregosa. You can find the company, fragosadesign.com. Um, but I hope that you, please, because I've been working my butt off this week. That's right. I hope the one place you can track me down the most is on avianation.tv, where I am providing, along with Toby Tunji, uh, we are are going back and forth between the studio and on the floor uh he and i are providing all of your ISE 2023 coverage uh here in a little chilly barcelona it's not like it wasn't summer for me um but that's the place that i'd love for you to find me here on TV, of course on our show but all the suite of episodes i'll be recording av week here from barcelona as well so you and i will be having some
1: conversations coming up you got it so that's TV, and pl- please do check out all the content uh, rich and toby have worked real hard on that Paige and uh, is uh, doing a great job in the background, and she deserves us the credit for uh, connecting us with Chris, and we thank her for that. And, and
0: thanks to ISE for providing us
1: the space in the Influencers Lounge. I mean, they've been really fantastic for us. So uh, if you haven't been to ISE, Integrated Systems Europe, please uh, check that out, and maybe you want to consider that in the future but we'll continue to bring content to you from here. And uh, for me, you could reach me at Steve Greenblatt on social media. You can reach my company, Control Concepts, at controlconcepts.net. And I do some writing for various publications. I also have a, another podcast that Rich was recently on um, called Ask the Programmer. So check that out as well. Uh, James King and I host that. And it's a l- little bit of a different format, but same type of content for this audience. And that's what we have for today. And this has been a State of Control.